Welcome to another episode of Arbitrage Revolution. This episode is going to talk about some real straight up stats. Some information some maybe arbitrage people wouldn't share because, I don't know, maybe it would uh, put a damper on things, but there are some facts you need to know. There are some areas of the country who have it a lot easier than other people. I'm talking about the United States. If you happen to be outside of the United States listening to this, unfortunately, I don't know the trends in your area, but you might be able to relate to this in some way. For example, it is known that there are some states in the South, um, North Carolina, South Carolina, perhaps Georgia, Tennessee, maybe Kentucky, where if you were to pop into a Goodwill, you're going to get some low rates on some clothes. You know, Um, you're going to find that sneakers are flat rate. You know, they're, they're not raised to higher prices to what the shop thinks they can get for them. But then when you visit the same type of Goodwill stores in states like Massachusetts, Connecticut, perhaps New Hampshire, not quite sure about any other states, but it could be the same in other places. You're actually going to be paying variable rates on shoes. You're not going to pay a flat rate. You're not even going to pay a flat rate on special days. They literally mark these up to what they think they could get them on or maybe slightly under what is being sold for on eBay. So instead of turning a higher profit, you know, by, um, you know, instead of turning a lower profit, they want to turn a higher profit. They want the money that the arbitrage people are going after. And unfortunately, they, they they take that away. So you can't pull those. You you have to wait for tag sales or go to um, the Goodwill, um, you know, uh, what do they call it? Outlet, which is like a bunch of places where bins are out, the, where the bins, the Goodwill bin store, where you go out and you pick whatever's leftover or overflow or whatever they're not putting in their store and hope you find something good there. And usually when you're going there, you you can't find the other shoe. Maybe it got divided between two bins. Maybe um, it, for some reason it got lost in transit. Uh, so like it is, it is a trend. It is something, especially in the northeast of here, whatever you're doing down south, uh, you can't do up here. So you have to be a little bit more savvy, a little bit more creative, tag sales, stuff like that. So that's one, that's one thing. Um, And then there's a lot more, uh, how do I want to say, maybe church type um, or uh, single owned stores types of of, um, these retail stores that are out there or, you know, tag sale type stores that are out there that you can get to down south than you have up here um, up north too. So there are some things that give southerners an advantage or maybe other parts of the country that i just said you know there might be like for example maybe iowa or or north and south dakota i don't know what the trends are there i mean if somebody has some info to share me uh, definitely let me know but um yeah so there's that okay and then there's like there's there's a higher turnover rate of clothing too that is better in certain areas same trends that happen down south where you might have a sweatshirt cost this much and it's a flat rate, the same thing in Goodwill here. It's almost on any of the clothing items. They will mark it up here 
and try to get what they can get maybe just slightly for whatever it sells for on eBay. They probably look it up or have a, um, a list of things and how much they would sell if they were in that category or, or whatever. But yeah, so um, if you're lucky enough to find uh, a store in the Northeast that doesn't do that, please let me know. <laughs> Send me a message or email me because I have yet to find it. Um, and I'm actually wanting to share some stats with you about um, retail arbitrage. I mean, there are some things you have to be careful for. Um, let me just pull up my handy dandy stats that I looked up today. And I hope you're all finding uh, good weather in your area. I know where I am. We've been kind of warm and peaceful. Um, and and uh, th there's been less of a winter. We have not actually gotten any accumulative snow here where I am um, in the last, well, th this winter so far. I've been lucky. I, a lot of people aren't, but it's kind of weird. We've been having 40, 50 degree weather a couple of days this week. We've hit 60 degrees. It's really crazy. Um, okay. So the risk that you're running on retail arbitrage is you're, you're almost at the mercy of the retail outlets. If you're, if you're getting it from sources like the Amazon, um, stores that are like the flow overflows when the product is returns, you know, things that come back, there are a couple of them out there that you can get to. You are at the mercy of Amazon or eBay with um, Amazon probably has the most restrictions that, you know, say you can't sell something like this. It has to be in this kind of packaging. If you have to have, um, you have to stay in good standing, which is a good thing to do. Um, but like, there's a lot more restrictions there. Um, places like eBay and Mercari, um, they have a little bit more um, leeway for you. Like you have a lot more room to breathe i want to say like there's less restrictions for you but then when you get into poshmark there are some they're expecting something to be in good shape um everything should be in good shape you should never sell anything that's i mean you're walking a thin line if you're putting something that's not worth selling or in bad shape online you have to really call it out especially if it's like a hard to find item that you know it might have value even though it's in rough shape you gotta like you know know um, and call it out and take good pictures and and clearly identify that stuff. But what I'm trying to say is um, there aren't packaging restrictions. There are not um, you can't sell that sort of thing kind of restrictions as much as there are on Amazon. You know, but Poshmark um, has a higher like like they really expect the sellers to maintain a higher rating. Um, within the clothing, I think, because they want to maintain integrity within the site, which is great. Uh, but man, holy biscuits are those, those um, lives that have been happening there. There's so many now, like, I don't know what to think about all this. Like, the lives are crazy. I mean, just think if, if they were to do that, or, or some other like Macari, if they were to start having lives all the time, how crazy that would be. Um, like, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it because my my messages that are, are pinging all the time because I constantly get updates saying, hey, there's a live from your follower. And I have over four, 40 something thousand followers. And I'm like, why would I want to know about all the lives right now? <laughs> you know, I don't think I'd want to visit every single one of them. It's a little excessive is what I'm finding out. But um, so. So retail arbitrage, okay, 
you got, there's some things you got to be, you can't just quit your job and, and start jumping into this. You have to really take the time to start understanding the industry, how pictures are taken, how the whole thing works before you can even depend on the income. Like really the first year or two, you probably want to just throw that income back into the company and getting more product and having more um, sales online. You really can't count on it. I know I couldn't. Um, and my downfall was that I did, I did take some of the money that came and it hurt me because I couldn't get more product. And then I just lost interest. I mean, I fell off the map last year. I wasn't here. I didn't do any podcasts. I didn't do anything because I, I kind of lost what the magic was of what I was trying to do. I wanted to become independent eventually and, and do my own thing, but it's not going to happen overnight. It does take dedication, commitment. You have to believe in it and you have to want it. You have to want to do this. Um, so you need to make sure that you're dedicating time for it each week, that you have a plan, um, maybe to stock and to reinvest into the company like any good business person would do. And you have to keep track of your books. Like that's another thing. Um, luckily I didn't make enough to, um, have to claim anything, but with the new tax rules, you kind of have to start being careful about that and, um, start tracking how much you bought something for, how much you, you sold it for, how much were your, your shipping and, and packaging costs. Like you need to, you need to track that so that you're not taking a hit should you have a very successful year. I mean, I wouldn't be a responsible um, podcaster if I didn't share that information with you. And you can do it simply by at least starting an Excel spreadsheet with some columns in these things, you know, um, purchase for this much, um, sold for this much. And there are some uh, companies that charge taxes. You got to make sure if there was any taxes taken out that maybe you list that. Um, not, I mean, the taxes don't go to you. So if most of the time it's going through the company that you're selling it through. So sometimes that's not a factor, but you don't forget about your shipping and packaging costs. Uh, make sure you're keeping track of that. And then, um, and then, you know, keeping that running list going. And it's a lot of work. If you don't keep up on it on a regular basis, then all of a sudden you're backtracking and a lot of work, you know, if you leave it for a while, a lot of work uh, is probably waiting for you. So those are some things you have to be careful for. Um, you know, the pluses on retail arbitrage are you have low startup classes. There's low overhead. You're usually starting it out of your home. There's low risk and there's, you know, you have lots of different types of products available at your fingertips if you know where to find them. Um, some of the things you're, you're the, that are like the negatives are like you're stuck with maybe some stuff that didn't sell and sat around for a while. You, you got to either take a loss or find another way to get rid of it on a different platform. Um, you have to be active. You have to be active. If you're not, you're going to lose at this game. And best results come if you can get a lot of stuff in a large quantity, if you can buy in bulk. So if you're doing that, make sure um, you're, you hold on to those sources. And I mean, like I tried a couple sources where I bought a box of stuff that were Home Depot returns um, target returns. And, and I gotta tell you, it wasn't worth it. You know, I got lucky once, um, I got a paint spray gun out of one of these boxes. Right. And it was, it was all messed up and the, um, it didn't work. So it obviously something happened to it. I was able to contact the company and prove to them that it didn't work. And I got them to send me a new one. 
but that was um, a 50-50 chance that that was going to happen, you know, and um, so I ended up getting my money's worth out of that box because that spray gun was about $150 and I only paid $80 for the box. And I had other items that I had sold in there that did pretty good, but it wasn't a big win and it was risky. You know, I could have lost a lot, you know, the $80 that I invested. So you got to be careful. You got to check out the reviews. You got to check out, um, cause there's people on YouTube that'll talk about a company, but they'll do it because the company asked them to. And so they don't necessarily share the cons as much. Um, so it can be misleading. So you need to like do your research about that company. Is it worth buying that um, return box uh, or Amazon box or, or what have you? You might be only seeing the positive side of things, you know, and, and that's your money, your hard earned money. And you don't want to take a loss. Um, so be aware of those things. Um, there's a lot of people who source in Walmart. Target, sometimes stables, the, uh, shopping on the clearance section. But you still have to be careful. I found at times in Walmart when I saw something on clearance and, you know, it was only a $1.50 under the retail price. You know, it wasn't that good of a deal. But I got to tell you, in the same token, I got some stuff from Home Depot once, some recessed lighting that were selling for $3 a box with two inside. Um and I sold them, I turned on and sold three boxes at $12 a box, you know, because they were retailing for 16 So that was a good win for me. Um, I turned around and got, you know, almost $40 worth of recessed lighting and sold, um, and it only cost me nine bucks. So those are examples to look out for. You got to like really think about it when you're seeing that clearance section, how much can I get for this? So, you know, look at, look up sold comps online and find out what they are. You can use the barcode even in the clearance section and search it that way. It'll tell you what the retail prices are for them and what they're going for and not on clearance prices. And then you can decide if it's not at least, you know, 50% marked down, then it's probably not going to pan out for you. Um, so some of the com common places to sell, uh, there's a couple that there's a Harry Tornado. He's on YouTube. There's a, a live auction. I forgot the name of it. A lot of collectibles get sold on that. God, if I can remember right now. But um, Amazon, eBay, Poshmark, Mercari, those are some. And there's some. There's quite a few other ones that are like live settings where you can, you know, have a whole bunch of your items out and sell them live. Um, and people can like have an auction style bidding process on them one at a time. And you, you know, maybe you're, you're on there live for like 30 minutes or something. And maybe you have like, you go through maybe 10 or 15 items and, and you can sometimes really unload a lot of stuff in a short amount of time instead of waiting, you know, like eBay for weeks and weeks for something to sell. Um, so yeah, there's that. And then, um, you know, I guess. You just have to be smart about identifying a good deal, uh, knowing where to find it, um, and 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 then seeing if you can get a lot of it. Like if you see something on clearance and it's a really good price, but there's like six or seven of them, get them all if you can. Uh, especially if you see that they're selling well on whatever platform you're going on. Um, and then don't discount books. I mean, um, especially like college books and stuff. There are some editions that are newer. That if you're, you know, if they're laying around and they're new, you have had them, resell them, sell them online. They're, they're selling for good amounts, you know, get, get rid of them. And, or if you see them in another location, pick them up and, 
and see what you can get for it. I mean, some people are just lazy and they don't want to sell it. They don't want to do anything with it. They just want it to go away. They're done with that course and they're moving on with life. But um, if they donated them to Goodwill or something, there might be some use and there might be some, you know, good money sitting on the table with these books. So check them out. Use your uh, barcode scanner. Take a look at stuff. Um, so, yeah, this is what I wanted to share with you today because, you know, it's really hard out there right now. There's a lot of people in a lot of areas where money's hard to come by or they just can't seem to get a foot up. And sometimes you can use just a little bit to get started and you can um, really turn over um, a new way of uh, doing something that is your own side gig and it allows you to be a little bit more free. But you got to consider that this is going to be. It's going to be a one, two, three year process before you can actually start maybe drawing for it. And that's you being committed actively on a regular basis. Um, and then once you start accomplishing that, then you decide, do I start sharing this with our other folks? Do I create a YouTube blog, uh, you know, um, video, um, you know, something regular that people can see and see how you're doing and you become educated during the process. So why not share um, or like me, a podcast, but like, you know, um, there's other things you can go off on that from. And, um, I really wish you much success. I, I love to see people succeed. I love to see my family and friends succeed. It, it's, there's not enough of being grateful for other people's success. Sometimes we, we're so busy about worrying about ourselves. We forget that, um, some of the greatest gifts you can give or witness or, or, or appreciate and be grateful for is seeing someone else succeed. Um, especially if you're sharing information that helps and there's nothing better than that. And, uh, and remember that too, in your daily lives, like be grateful for someone else's success, even if it meant that you didn't succeed. It's, it's a good thing. Um, and if you are more grateful and you share um, that gratitude a little bit more often or that you're happy for them and gen be genuine about it, you wouldn't believe how that can come right back to you eventually um, without getting spiritual or anything. I just think that there's something to be said for that. So here it is Saturday. I'm late with this podcast. I was naughty, but I uh, had an idea in my head and I'm like, I want to share this info. And uh, I appreciate you guys. I don't want to make this a long one. But I hope you have a wonderful rest of the month of February and smile and go get them tigers like go get go find your gold and go find it in your house first. Right. And then if you can't find it there, go to a Goodwill. And I hope you happen to be one of those lucky suckers that can uh, find a Goodwill who actually is goodwilled. <laughs> who's actually um, pricing things fairly and not trying to up-price stuff because they think they can get it. Um, yeah. If they were only good to arbitragers in my area, the business they would see, it would be incredible. Anyway, okay, that's it for today. You guys take care, and thanks for stopping by. See ya.